0: wwe setting the stage is a podcast for wwe fans where i recap events break down storylines and angles and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed whether you're just getting into wrestling or a wwe fanatic like me this show is for you i will see you ringside welcome back uh this is episode three this is probably going to be a pretty simple and short episode as i'm just going to be giving you my hell in a cell predictions uh, what i think could happen in each match um and basically what i'll start out with is right now we're on the saturday before the pay-per-view uh so this episode is coming out a a little uh a little in the nick of time i suppose uh but i was waiting to see what would happen on friday night smackdown see if anything significant happened um and i was right uh a, a key match was made uh last night on smackdown as Otis and the Miz will be um, fighting for the money in the bank contract. Basically who wins that match is who gets the contract. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, so that was a key um, a key, I guess a key component to this Sunday's pay-per-view. So basically, as of right now on Saturday afternoon, as I'm talking to you, which is what, October the twenty-fourth, pay-per-view is on October twenty-fifth, uh, tomorrow, Sunday. Um Basically, we right now have confirmed five matches. So we have the three Hell in a Cell matches, which is Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the Universal Championship, and Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Also, you have, as I just mentioned, the Otis versus The Miz. Uh, Otis versus The Miz for the Money in the Bank contract. And you also have Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure maybe a couple matches will be added to that. Uh, I'm not sure which ones yet. Uh, but I'm sure there's probably going to be more than five matches. Um, however, might not be more than five matches. Cause like I said, uh, since the whole COVID-19 thing has started, uh, with the thunder and going into the Thunderdome and back then the performance center, you know, the pay-per-views have been kind of short sometimes some nights they just decided to cut them off after a couple hours. Uh, so some of them have been running uh, pretty short lately. So we'll we'll have to see about that. But anyway, let me give you my predictions right off the bat. Okay, so first one I'm going to talk about is Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. So I guess in order for this to make a be a worthwhile rivalry, Randy Orton's got to win this match, right? Um, I know they're playing the angle that Drew McIntyre obviously has never been in a Hell in a Cell match and Randy Orton has been in, if I'm not mistaken, what, eight or nine, something like that. So they're definitely playing the experience card that Randy Orton, um, you know, has obviously much more experience in this type of match. Uh, however, obviously, you know how WWE can be, you know, sometimes when they play that card, you know, they have a they have a first happen. So it's like, you know, Drew McIntyre's first Hell in a Cell. He beats a, uh, an experienced veteran in the in the cell. And, you know, that's the way it could go down as well. Um, right now, if it's a clean finish, which I pretty much expect, I'll I'll be honest, um, I think Randy Orton wins this match. I think Randy Orton takes the title. I'm not sure if I'm ready for Drew McIntyre to give up the title, but in in order for this storyline to continue, I believe Randy Orton has got to win the match uh, for this to be a for this to be a worthwhile uh, running uh, rivalry. So if they if they want to keep it going, um, if they don't want to keep it going, I could see it happen another couple ways. Um, so this is a little out of box thinking here. Um, so you remember back then, I'm going to go back in time a little bit where Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton had a little bit of a, a rivalry for the WWE title. If most of you remember that, I believe that was in 2017, um, where Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt teamed for a little while, then Randy Orton turned, uh, turned on Bray Wyatt. And then he eventually took the WWE title from him at WrestleMania. And it, it seemed like Bray Wyatt didn't get a whole lot of retribution. Notice how I threw that word in retribution, right? So, I don't want to say retribution has been kind of a metaphor for this, but as you as you've noticed, Bray Wyatt or the Fiend, whatever you want to call him right now, which I believe, like to this day, I still think it's a great gimmick. Uh, but anyway, whatever you want to call him from day to day, Bray Wyatt or the Fiend, he has been he has been involved with retribution the last couple of weeks. And, uh, and I I believe, uh, what was it on raw? He absolutely annihilated all of them. So, um, I don't I don't know if this could be foreshadowing where now he's going to go get retribution on Randy Orton and cost Randy Orton the hell in the cell. Like he comes up through the cell and costs Randy Orton the title and Drew McIntyre goes on being champion. And then you see Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt or the fiend, uh, continue their rivalry as part of a retribution angle for Bray Wyatt little out of the box thinking, I don't know if it'll happen. We'll see, but that's my little out of the box prediction that could happen. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, if it, if it's a clean match and no interference, no, anything like that, I see Randy Orton actually winning this match and maybe he and Drew McIntyre continuing a rivalry. Cause honestly, I think this rivalry has been pretty good, but like I said, Drew McIntyre's won, obviously all the matches between the two. So, uh, we need Randy Orton to pick up a win. Okay, so moving on. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Now, I watched this angle last night, and, uh, you know, Jey Uso, if you haven't watched the show, you know, you can turn it off right now if you don't want to have a spoiler, uh, but Jey Uso and Jimmy Uso kind of pulled a fast one on, Ray, uh, on Ray, uh, Roman, and, um, you know, obviously they thought Jay was the one on the Titan Tron, but it was actually Jimmy, and Jay jumped Roman from behind and and basically got the upper hand on Roman for a little while, And the exchange that they had, obviously I don't remember verbatim what the promo was, but it was significant in that I feel like, overall, I feel like Roman's going to win this match. I just do. I just don't think um, Jey Uso right now is on Roman's level, uh, to be completely bluntly honest. I, I love the Usos. I love them as a tag team. I think they're a great tag team, but I just don't know... If as a singles competitor, Jey Uso is on Roman Reigns' level. However, I will say this. I will say that that if they want a surprise element to it, um, and you know, you could play this many ways if you were WWE, you could have Jey Uso win the Hell in the Cell, and then Roman you know, pick up the title again, you know, either on the next SmackDown or on the next pay-per-view, which I believe what, what would be a survivor series, stuff like that, but let it be like an element of surprise, like give it something, you know, give the, give the crowd or give the, give the fans something they they're not expecting. Now I know a lot of fans are not going to be happy about that because they feel like that would hurt Roman's heel persona and make him look weak by losing to his cousin, but I feel like it would be a good surprise angle. Like, and, and I, the way I would see it go down if Jay were happened to win, which obviously would be a small percentage, but if he would happen to win, I would obviously see his brother Jimmy getting involved somehow. Uh, because obviously, you know, uh, Hell in a Cell is no disqualification. So that's the only way I could see Jay winning is if uh, Jimmy helped him out. Um, but otherwise, I do see Roman winning this match, and I see Roman his, uh his reign as universal champion. And we'll see what happens about him being banished from the fam. you know, him, and, uh, Jay and Jimmy being banished from the, the Samoan family. I, f- I feel like that's a little, uh, a little harsh in my, in my opinion. And I feel like that's why I almost in believing that Jay could win this. Cause how are you going to kick the Usos out of the Samoan family? How are you going to do that? I mean, I, I, I don't understand they're kind of synonymous with the Samoan family, just as Roman is, you know. But, anyway, I'm, I'm just interested how they're going to play that angle this uh, this Sunday, tomorrow. Um, but, anyway, I, I do see Roman is officially my pick. So, um, but I'm just, like I said, I'm giving you some out-of-the-box things to think about what could happen. Um, hell in a cell for Bayley and Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, I... <sighs> this was a tough one for me because I would like to see Sasha win. I'd like to see her to see her win her first SmackDown women's title, but I think it's too early. Like, I really think they can play this Bailey SmackDown, uh, this, ba- this excuse me, this Bailey, Sasha uh, rivalry for a little bit longer. Like I, I really honestly think maybe other fans would disagree with me, but I honestly think this is a WrestleMania worthy match. I think Sasha and Bailey can have a match that's, that's WrestleMania level. Um, and almost to be quite honest, almost main event level. I think the, the rivalry between them is so personal and, and it's because they've been so close, whether you, whether you're saying they're close in real life or you're saying they're close in the storylines. Um, that's what makes their rivalry. So good. is you can actually believe that it's that personal, you know? So, Um, now I don't necessarily think it ends if Sasha wins the title at, uh, at Hell in a Cell, but, because obviously Bayley will be entitled to her rematch, um, but I feel like Sasha, I feel like the storyline will be a lot more interesting if Sasha is constantly chasing Bayley up until WrestleMania, not, uh, you know, not one of these things where, um, you know, they trade the title back and forth. Um, so maybe in this cell, Helena cell, I see Bailey winning. Maybe, um, I'm going to go ahead and make my official pick that Bailey retains, but I believe Sasha is going to be the dominant performer. I think she's going to, she's going to, she's going to probably, uh, go true to her word of what she said to Bailey, you know, about how her name is bigger than Bailey's SmackDown title reign. um, but I think Bailey wins in some kind of fashion. I don't want to say luck, but I think maybe Bailey maybe outsmarts Sasha a little bit. Cause maybe Sasha's ego gets in her way a little bit and, uh, the rivalry continues. So I'm going to say Bailey's going to win, even though I really don't want to say that, but I think Bailey wins. Um, I really hope Sasha wins. I really want to see a Sasha win. Uh, but like I said, like I said before, I think the storyline becomes a little more interesting if, Sasha is still chasing Bailey through the winter and into WrestleMania. But who knows? They might play it where they might trade the title off a couple times until they get to WrestleMania. We'll see. And then who knows? The title might not even be involved in their WrestleMania match next year if they have a WrestleMania match. But anyway, back to uh back off my tangent. I'm gonna stick to Hell in a Cell. Um now. Otis versus the Miz. Now, I know some people were thinking that this storyline was kind of ridiculous. And in a a way, I do too, where, you know, Otis won the match fair and square. And then Miz sued him for the uh, the briefcase, which I still don't even understand the origins of that. But anyway, um, this is obviously WWE kind of telling the fans that, at least in my opinion, uh, you can disagree or agree with me. Uh, that Otis is not big enough to carry that briefcase or to cash it in successfully. Um, I, I believe that even if they keep the, keep the, um, briefcase on Otis, I believe he's probably going to be one of the ones, one of the unfortunate ones that doesn't cash in successfully and gain the title. I don't like to say that cause I like Otis. I think Otis is very entertaining. Uh, but like I said, he's, he's fresh off being in a tag team. And I, I don't think he's... I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking I don't think he's ready for his singles push just yet, if ever. I really hope he gets a singles push. But I really think to go straight from being a tag team to go to the... Like I said in in one of my earlier episodes, to go from being a tag team all the way up to the WWE title, I think, you know, some some superstars can make it work. There are some. But I believe sometimes, I believe if you're one of these superstars that... Um, you know, people don't necessarily throw you into the main event, you know, picture. I believe you may benefit more if you go after some of the mid card titles first. Like I I'd like to see Otis maybe get the intercontinental title or get something like that before maybe he makes the push to WWE title. Like I said, just my opinion. Um, so of course I'm guessing you're seeing where I'm going with this. I think the Miz unfortunately is going to take the money in the bank briefcase from uh, Otis, unfortunately, uh, I'm a fan of the Miz, but, um, I would have liked to see Otis keep the briefcase, but I think Miz is going to take it. Cause let's just face it. Miz is the bigger name. He is, he is the bigger superstar. He has been WWE champion before. Um, and whether you like the guy or you hate the guy, he generates, he generates a reaction. I mean, whether you love to hate him or you love to love him or whatever you do, um, the Miz draws a lot of attention. So I think Miz is going to take it, uh, take the briefcase. Now, having said that, um, to kind of go back a little bit to one of these, uh, now, obviously if he wins the money in the bank briefcase, um, he's obviously a raw superstar now. So now I'm not saying necessarily, cause I believe they can challenge for any world title, but if he were to go after the WWE championship, which is obviously on raw now, or it, it has been on raw, um, that would be an interesting uh, play as well. Depending on what happened in the cell between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, if those two superstars are beat up pretty bad, you could see a repeat of perhaps what, what Edge did, except it was the Elimination Chamber, what Edge did to John Cena many years back when he cashed the first ever Money in the Bank briefcase, and he caught him after, you know, he caught John Cena after John Cena had been in a grueling match. Now, granted, John Cena had been in a match with six individuals where... Uh, you know, whoever wins between Drew and Randy has only been in a match with one, but you get, you get what I'm saying. It's, it's a, it's a hellish match, no matter who's in, who's involved in it. So, um, so that Miz could see, depending on where that match is in the card, you know, if Otis and Miz is the top of the, you know, top of the night, you know, Miz has a little, if Miz wins, he has a little time to strategize where he's going, going after the title Um, and for that matter, if, if Otis somehow does it, Otis can take the same strategy. So, but like I said, I'm going to pick Miz to take the money in the bank. Um, and then Jeff Hardy and Elias, I'll be honest with you. I don't really know who to pick in this match because I know their, uh, their storyline kind of ended abruptly when, uh, when, uh, both of them, I think were injured at one point. Um, and then Jeff Hardy came back for a little while and he was involved in the intercontinental title with, uh, intercontinental title story with AJ and, and, uh, Sammy Zayn, And then Elias just returned to pick up where they left off. So I'm not sure I'm going to say this is a pick 'em. Um, I really don't even know what it does for the rivalry depends on who, depending on who wins. So, uh, I guess if I want to, I guess I'll be a fan favorite. I'll take Jeff Hardy, even though I do like Elias, but I like Elias's gimmick. I, I actually like his entrance music too. I, they barely ever play it. Cause of course he's always playing his own music. Um, he he's always playing his own music uh, when he's out there doing his little concerts and stuff. But I actually like his actual entrance music or his exit music, whatever you want to call it. So, but I'm gonna pick Jeff Hardy because I've been a long time Jeff Hardy fan, so I'll pick him. So, those are the only matches I've got to pick. Um, hope you enjoyed the hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I don't know if any of your predictions match mine. Maybe they're totally the opposite. Uh, but one thing's for sure hope all y'all enjoy the pay-per-view just like I'm going to, and, uh, I'll see you for the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.